and welcome to Newsy Jacuzzi, a whirlpool of news and information. I'm your host, Elishiv Shankar Prickett, and this is my mama, otherwise known as Lindy Prickett. This week, the national coronavirus gets a little too close to home for us here at Newsy Jacuzzi, as cases in India massively increase. We look at the success of poo fighters, the scientists studying our poo to stop the spread of the disease. It's game on for India's cricket league. And we hear four stories you won't believe about science and technology literally taking us higher. But first, let's get a rundown of all the stories making headlines around the globe. Hold on tight. It's Around, around the, the World, world in 80, 80 Seconds. seconds. Oh, Extreme weather is battering the western side of the United States. Fires are raging along the Pacific coast from California up to Oregon and Washington state. One fire was started at a party after a spray can of confetti didn't open properly. As if fires aren't enough, a heat wave has hit the west coast with some of the highest temperatures ever. With 114 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 45 degrees Celsius, in Las Vegas. But weirder still, Denver, Colorado had broke records with 101 degrees Fahrenheit, 38 degrees Celsius. And then three days later, there was six inches of snow. And over in Europe, a mysterious case of poison is creating problems between two powerful countries. Germany reports that a well-known critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin was poisoned. It seems likely that the Russian government is behind the attack, leaving both countries unsure how to respond. And temper, temper, Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic was the favorite to win the U.S. Open, but he's been sent home for bad behavior. What happened? He whacked a ball out of frustration with no care where it might land, hitting a judge standing on the court as it happened. Woo! Thanks for that flash around the world, and now it's time to tackle the, the big news story of the week. So here in India, the coronavirus shows no sign of going away, let alone being under control. You could say that again. So here in India, the coronavirus shows no sign of going away, let alone being under control. Mama. <laughs> well, you I said. I really mean it. We have almost as many cases as the U.S. In fact, in just 24 hours, there have been 90,000 new cases of COVID-19. Thank goodness it wasn't you. Well, we were worried there for a few days, weren't we? Oh boy, were we ever. I was. Yes, well, should we tell everybody what happened? On the very day I had my first play date in nearly six months. Just when we thought we could start taking a few socially distanced chances. You got a fever that very night. Yeah, obviously it wasn't from the play date, but it did have us worried, didn't it? Well, you and Daddy were worried. I was just a lump of jelly on the bed. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing about living in a pandemic. Your paranoia goes through the roof. Remember what paranoia is? Being really, really worried about every little thing. More than normal worry. Super worry. 
Well, that was me. Yeah, because in normal times you get a fever, you take some medicine, drink lots of water, have lots of vitamin C, and sleep. But you got tested. Yeah, I had to make sure I didn't pass it on to anyone else, right? That's the only way to stop this virus or slow it down. Yeah, you had long Q-tips shoved way up your nose. Ugh, don't remind me. But not a big deal, and the test came back negative. That's the important thing. Many people aren't so lucky. Speaking of slowing down the virus, let's talk about that really cool story we did nearly at the beginning of the lockdown about scientists analyzing our sewage to try and contain the spread of the virus. Poo fighters! <laughs> yep, that's the story. Well, there's an update, a part two. A sequel, like the movies have. Exactly. But first, let's have a listen to that original report. So for a long, long time, people who study diseases have known that our poo, sorry, our excrement or bowel movement, our stools, our waste. Boy, there's a lot of words for this. Okay, our poo contains all sorts of valuable information about what's going on in our bodies. Like when we're really sick, sometimes doctors not only want to get a sample of our blood, but a stool sample also to see what's bugging you, literally what bugs are inside you that may be making you sick. I have bugs inside me? We all do. At least three types, parasites, bacteria, and viruses. Most are harmless. Some are even good for us. But the bad ones can be very bad and make us sick. Now, back to... Mama! <laughs> Sorry, it's part of the story, I promise. Okay, when we do our business and flush the toilet, where does the waste go? Down a pipe? Yep, that's right. And all the pipes from all the houses collect together into bigger pipes, and that's called a sewer. Well, if you take a sample of the sewage from a neighborhood, you can tell if some people there might have coronavirus. Here's the key. Most people don't get tested until they have symptoms, and that can be two weeks after they get this pesky thing. But if someone's sampling the poo, I mean the sewage from the neighborhood, they can know a lot sooner. Okay, so... What good does that do? Okay, it means that we can find out if the virus might be spreading in an area before lots of people start to get sick. And that means that if a good sewage testing system is in place, we might be able to relax some of these yucky rules we've been living with, like lockdowns and even social distancing and masks and no school, no playdates, no fun. What a relief that would be. That's right. Scientists here and there have been doing this for a while, but now in the United Kingdom, they've created a standardized test. That means a system everyone can use, which if used across the country, they reckon can spot increases in cases 10 days earlier than what's happening now. So think of it this way. Poo is important, and sewage samplers are the new soldiers in this fight against the virus. Uh, yeah, I guess. And here's an update on that story. Well, not only are there cases of other countries using the technique, like the Netherlands and Italy, and a study in Canada too, but there's a super example of this being successfully used in a very contained neighborhood. The University of Arizona in the U.S., was able to stop the spread of COVID-19 during the first week of on-campus classes. It went down like this. 
On a Tuesday, the Pooh Fighters sampled some sewage from several dorms. Those are the buildings which college students live. The Pooh Fighters ran scientific tests on the sewage and found the presence of the nasty coronavirus at one location. The next day, the Pooh Fighters ran more tests to confirm the results. Hours later, medical staff arrived at the dorm dressed in protective gear and tested all the students. Next, please. Indeed, two were positive. They had no idea they had the virus because they had shown no symptoms. They were immediately quarantined. And so far, the virus has not spread more. And that is thanks to the University of Arizona's Pooh Fighters. Go Poo Fighters! Dun, 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 dun. Go Poo Fighters! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> right, let's get out of the sewer and into the stadiums. I'll be ready to play Sports News! So as we've covered on Newsy Jacuzzi, many professional sporting leagues around the world have restarted, even though they're playing to empty stadiums. Or to cardboard cutouts of fans. Right, but fans of cricket have had to wait. No, not that kind of cricket, this kind. Well done, this is absolutely brilliant. It's the most popular sport in India and many other parts of the world. And for our American listeners who might not know... Cricket is a rather gentlemanly English game. A little like baseball, except it's much slower. (laughs) A single match can go on for days. And days! Really, between three and five days. But 12 years ago, India came up with a shortened version of the game. That's just about three hours long. And it's made up of star players from around the world. Eight teams in a tournament that's usually played around April. It's called the Indian Premier League. But not this year. Yep, but now they can. And all because of a bubble. A bubble? Soap bubbles or bubblegum bubbles? <laughs> well, a bio-bubble, apparently. That's according to our cricket correspondents. Ooh, the twins! Nearby and adiant. That's right, they're the ones. Over to them, then. That's right, Indian Premier League is about to begin. But it's not going to be played here in India. Nope, it'll be held in the United Arab Emirates. That's a country in the Middle East. And all because of a bubble. A bio-bubble to be exact. Do you even know what that is? Of course, a bio-bubble is when an area is sealed off from the outside world. That means no one else is allowed in. No one but the players and their crew. This bio-bubble is the hotel along with the cricket practice pitch and the match venue. The idea is to minimize the players' interaction with the outside world. But are these bio-bubbles foolproof or perfect? I don't think so. Last week, two players of the Chennai Super Kings tested positive for COVID-19. Despite the bio-bubble safety measures, Let's hope there are no more cases so the games can begin. 
Of course, there won't be crowds in the stadium, but the matches would be aired on TV. I bet a lot of people will watch. Last year, the IPL had over 450 million viewers. Whoa, that's way more than I can count. Me too. From Bangalore, that's all from me, Adyan. And from me, Nirbhai. Reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks for that report, guys. Let's have some more uplifting news. It's time for... For the world of wow. 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 In other words, science. Wait, or is it tech news? Or oddball. It's all of those. Best of all, we literally get to use the word literally correctly. We have not one, not two. Not even three stories. But four. Four stories about science and technology. Literally taking humanity higher. (laughs) And they go from the plausible, like you can easily imagine it, to the ridiculous. Where should we start? Hmm, let's save the most ridiculous for the last. Okay, so we'll start in Japan. A country known for its sharp technology and some of the fastest, smartest trains on Earth. So it's no wonder they want to go faster and... Higher! That's right, so what have they done? Recently, at a top-secret testing location, a pilot took off in a flying car. Yep, it's actually about the size of two cars, but powered by eight electric motors with four little propellers, two in the front and two in the back. And more like a helicopter than a plane, it takes off vertically. Do you know what I mean by that? Up and down? Yeah, so it doesn't need a runway. They reckon they'll launch these flying cars in just two years. But Mama, what's the difference between a flying car and a really small plane? (laughs) Well, uh, that's a a good question, actually. I think it's just a name, really. And technically speaking, our next story is about a teeny tiny airplane called a drone. But we could call it a tiny self-driving car. Exactly. The lines of the categories are getting blurred. So we all know the online shopping and delivery service, Amazon. Well, in America, they've just received approval to use drones, electric hexagonal, six-sided drones to be precise, to deliver packages to your doorstep from the sky. I could get my new roller skates dropping down. (laughs) Well, maybe. It's more for items that aren't so heavy, just five pounds or less. Their main aim is speed. 30 minutes or less from when you ordered it. But while the American Aviation Administration gave the certificate approving the first fleet of these prime air drones, that's just the first step. They want more safety guarantees from Amazon before deliveries actually begin. But it's more a matter of when, not if. So in a few years, the skies could be scattered with these drones flying around. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Flying cars, delivery drones. And that's not all. I know, we're only halfway through this list. Look. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Is it a flying car? Is it a drone? It's none of those things. It's a human flying in a jetpack. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, at least that's what some American Airlines pilots flying near Los Angeles, California said last week. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Were they up there, left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe uh, 300 yards or so. That's crazy. I know, 
Oh, and just to be clear, they think they saw a human in a jetpack, which is a device worn over the shoulders like a backpack using jet propulsion. And that means spitting out special gas or liquid at such a high speed it propels or thrusts the person wearing it into the air. But you can't just do that. So that's why the Federal Bureau of Investigation are on the case trying to find out who was in the sky. You know, I think that some regulations are going to need to be set in place, you know? That's just a fancy word for rules. Just like we need some traffic rules and regulations so it's not so crazy and chaotic on the roads. And dangerous. Right. Well, we'll need the same for the skies. Traffic lights in the skies. As if that's not all odd enough. We've saved the wackiest for last. It's every child's fantasy. Or fear, I used to be afraid a balloon might take me away. Exactly. We're not talking about a big fancy hot air balloon, but smaller balloons filled with helium, like the ones at birthday parties that float up. But a bunch, a whole bunch. Imagine holding a bunch of balloons as they take you up, 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 up you go, Mama! But that's just a silly fantasy. Or fear. <laughs> From the movies and not real life. Oh, yes, it was. Okay, so we're going to do, you guys heard? Yeah. You're yeah. happy with what you got? Yeah. All right. This? All right. So, yeah. Totally right. A man called David Blaine floated over the Arizona desert in the United States, holding on to about 50 rather large helium balloons. Crazy. Of course, he is what's known as an illusionist. That's a fancy word for a magician. So who knows if it really happened or not. But it's being filmed. Well, yes, but just because you see a video of something doesn't mean it's true. Never forget that. Still, it seems from all reports that he did really pull this off. That's going to take me up. Will you spin me? <laughs> Hanging on with just one arm, nearly 25,000 feet in the air, almost as high as that plane in Los Angeles we heard about, for about half an hour before he released the balloons and started falling and falling until he opened a good old-fashioned parachute to come gently back down to Earth. Ah, Earth. Solid ground. I like it here. Yeah, but come on, wouldn't you like to fly? Actually, I would love to fly. Okay, so if you could use one of the contraptions we've just talked about, which one would it be? The flying car, the jetpack, or the balloons? Jetpack for sure, because then you'd really feel like you were flying. Yeah, me too. Hey, what about y'all listening? What you reckon? Which of these would you like to do the most? Yeah, drop us a line. Let us know. You can email us at contact at newsyjacuzzi.com or, of course, go to our snazzy new website. That's www.newsyjacuzzi.com And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the, the top, top five facts heard today. Fab fact number one. Human 
excrement, otherwise known as poo, can be analyzed or studied to check for signs of parasites, bacteria, and viruses. Fab fact number two. Scientists can analyze the wastewater or sewage from a community to track diseases, like the coronavirus. Fab fact number three. Sewer is the underground collection of pipes from houses and drains in a neighborhood. Fab fact number four. Cricket is an English bat and ball sport that can last for three to five days per game, while the Indian Premier League is an annual tournament between eight teams that plays a shorter three-hour version of the game. Fab fact number five. A jetpack is a device worn over the shoulders like a backpack, spitting out special gas or liquid at such a high speed it propels or thrusts the person wearing it into the air. And that brings us to the end of this high-flying episode of Newsy Jack Uzi. If you enjoyed this dip in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give us a good rating. Go on. Or better still, leave us a review. And don't forget, we have a website now. Take a look, leave a comment, or listen to an old episode. It's www.newsyjacuzzi.com. See you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi.